This week on the Dairy Meats Beef podcast, we're joined by Matt and Graham Graff of FarmZ.com. We're super excited to have our first guest on. FarmZ is the creation of two farming brothers who believe everyone should have the opportunity to experience a farm. Matt and Graham Graff are fifth generation Alberta farmers who are proud to be farming land acquired from grandparents on both sides of the family. They created FarmZ to help connect people with real, authentic farmers and farm adventures. We're super excited to bring you them to our podcast this week and we hope you enjoy if i known she was religious then i wouldn't have came stone to the house of such an angel you fucked up to get back All right, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dairy Meets Beef podcast. And we are super excited to have uh, Matt and Graham Graff on our show tonight, the owners of Farmsy. Um, uh, so how are you guys tonight? Doing really well. Yeah, thanks for having us on the podcast. Really excited to be part of this. Yeah, yeah it's exciting. to be with my guys. It's exciting to have you guys. Um, uh, I know that me and Lance have both joined your platforms now and uh, I'll let Lance speak a little bit about that. Yeah, no, it's uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Farmsy is a is a uh, website that arranges tours, farm tours, connects urban folks with with rural people that uh, you can set up as a farm. We can set up our um, days that we'd like to host tours. You can customize it to whatever time slot or days or alternating weeks or or however you want it that fits your schedule. And uh, the Farmsy app makes it makes it easier. The Farmsy site makes it easy. You can put a little bio, some pictures on there, and then um, you know you can if you got a social media account on your own farm, you, you can promote it, and people go and find you, and they can book a tour. And it makes it the the uh, website makes it extremely easy. So we just signed up last week, I guess, after procrastinating during calving season for about a month and a half we've we finally got our profile up and running and our first tours that we put out was for this friday and we have two two spots booked for it so we're pretty excited awesome. to have our first tours next friday or this exciting. friday exciting yeah and i think jake you've had a you've been on it for probably a month or two months already and you've had a few tours already and how's that one for you yeah i know i've had two tours through the platform so far um i think 60 percent sold out so with, with minimal advertising, I didn't push it too, too hard yet. Um, uh, just waiting for the weather to get right. But uh, no, it's been super easy. But uh, before we jump too deep into uh, Farmsy, what it is. So I guess Matt and Graham, let's just do a quick introduction of who you guys are, your your backgrounds, your farm backgrounds, and, and some of the schooling that you guys done. I'm really excited to hear about you. Yeah, sure. Thanks for the intro, guys. And we, we of course, are first and foremost uh, farmers. And that's why we why we started Farmsy. So we farm, I just saw the cameras in the New Norway Farintosh area. And we used to be a, a mixed uh, grain and cat, beef cattle operation and made the uh, decision to switch to a, a straight grain farm about um, coming up on 10 years ago, actually. And so Matt and I both uh, studied business at the U of A and both decided to, to come back to the farm. The, uh, the thing we love the most. So we, we came back here to, to join the farming operation and joined as partners in, uh, in 2016. And so we, we certainly spend a lot of time together. We, we grew up together, obviously, um, playing hockey and, and basketball and all the sports 
and we even lived together in, in university uh, for, for better or for worse, but it certainly got us uh, the same, same group of friends during that time. And, um, and so we were, were not only together all the time uh, on the farm, but, uh, but off the farm as well. So our friends give us a really hard time uh, with that one. And we, we thought, well, you know what, we're together all the time anyways, let's, let's start another, another uh, side uh, passion project to, to farming. And, and, uh, and yeah, we can get more into, more into farmsy, but um, yeah, we're, we're first and foremost farm, farmers and we're, we're looking forward to getting out in the field here this, this spring. So my, uh, my, my in-laws, they, uh, uh, Angela has two uh, or three brothers and uh, the, the youngest brother and the oldest brother, they are similar to you guys, always doing project stuff. And we've always made fun of them for having Build-A-Bear projects. So how many projects and ideas have you had until you finally had this good one? How many, how many different <laughs> things did you guys have before you finally found a good idea with Farmsy? Well, we like to think that farming is a good idea. And some days that proves to be true and other days it's definitely not. But um, so, so that's, that's like Graham said, first and foremost, our, our focus and our passion. But that's, that's a funny question because prior to launching Farmsy, we were brainstorming a number of different ideas. We had a few things kind of brewing and, and kind of doing a process of elimination based on some market research for these few ideas. And, um, and, and the idea for Farmsy just kind of rose to the top and just kind of really stood out amongst the, the rest of our ideas. And so we kind of forged ahead on Farmsy and did more and more market research and, and really kind of thought, you know, there's, there's some potential here and um, there's some farms out there who can really utilize this. Uh, this is a growing sector. Consumers are looking for uh, experience, experiences versus uh, purchasing products all the mm -hmm. time. And, and especially during COVID, right? They're looking for experiences that get them out of the city and get them outside. And there's no better place to experience something new and unique and escape the, the city frenzy, so to speak, than to visit a, a cool farm here in Alberta. So, yeah, you, you probably couldn't have picked a better time to launch than during COVID times. It's, uh, you had a bit of a, more of a captive audience. There wasn't a whole lot of other things to do for them. That's, that's a really good, sometime life timing is very fortunate. Yeah, yeah, you, you hit the nail on, on the head there. We can get more into that on the launch as well with, with Open Farm Days and how COVID did spur that on, uh, which, was, which was awesome last summer. I think right now during this, this uh, immediate lockdown, we're, we're seeing a, a bit of a hesitancy from some of the guests to come out. And, and so that might be hurting us in, in the short term, but you're, you're absolutely right, uh, Lance, that it, COVID helped us launch last summer for sure. So you, you launched, you launched uh, just before Open Farm Days, Albert Open Farm Days, so that would have been August of last year. Is that about the time? Yep, that was our launch, was Albert Open Farm Days. And we spent about two years before that it, researching and uh, looking in, into the idea. So it definitely was a, was a work in progress for, for a couple of years beforehand. And in, in 2019, we really got the ball rolling, uh, getting some of the, the website development going and started that way. And so when, when COVID hit in early, early 2020, the, uh, government of Alberta realized they needed a, a booking platform for Alberta Open Farm Days. 
previously for that 2D event in province-wide 2D event in August, you did not have to book a time slot. People could just show up on a farm and, and we were a host farm previously too. And, and that works great for some farms and, and not for others. And so, some farms were seeing over a thousand people come mm -hmm. uh, over those two days. That's re a really hard number to manage. And uh, even with our farm, we, we didn't know how many people would come if we were going to get just a, just a handful or if we were going to get, you know, hundred people. So the, the government of Alberta reached out to us in June to see if, if we could provide that, that booking service for the events. And they knew we were, we were uh, building this platform. So they, they yes. knew of the idea and we've had a couple of meetings with them. We hadn't suspected that we would be partnering with them around Alberta Open Farm Days, but because they knew the idea, that's why they reached out mm -hmm. to us. Was there much competition at that time? For us? Like well, as, uh, for, for the bid, I guess, for Alberta Open Farm Days, like the government knew you were doing it, but were there also yeah. other platforms? Well, well, that's the thing. And that's why we saw such an opportunity in this space. Like there, there, there really isn't. And that was part of our market research, like looking around, not just Alberta or Canada, like around the world, what else exists that is doing this? And, and there really isn't anything. There's a few other um, kind of marketplaces that we found that are focusing on outdoor adventures or um, uh, camp, camping, 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 a lot of camping stuff. Right. Uh, renting RVs and, and things of that nature. Uh, there's one in the States where um, our farms can list themselves for to host RVs on their on their farms. Hmm. And what's that one called again? That's called uh, that's called called Harvest Host. Harvest and Host, yeah. they have a, another good program. And we just we feel like we are quite differentiated from from them in that uh, they're all about they're, they're again the stay, right? The stay for free on, on the farm. And so we are uh, primarily focusing, trying to focus on like farm tours and, and events and food experiences um, right now as we're launching. So that is, is different than Harvest well, that, And that's a whole different ballgame for the farmer to, yeah. you know, for, for me to have somebody stay overnight at my farm mm -hmm. and be there the next morning. And, you know, I'm good. I'm good with a hour or two tour. I'm not so sure I'm comfortable enough yet at my farm to have people stay overnight with their RV and, and, uh, and be there the next morning. So yeah, I think you feel a, a definite void there. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so cool that you guys have both signed up with your, your farms. Cause first and foremost, you need to focus on your operations. You have big operations, both of you, and that's your bread and butter. And that's puts food on the table for you. But in chatting with both you guys, we could see that you were interested in, in having people to your farm and showcasing what, what it is you're doing there and educating people. Uh, which is so much of what Farmsy Farmsy can do. So props to you guys for for doing the tour front because um, it, a, a lot of farms who will be using Farmsy will be using this as their primary business because they are they might have a farm store they might offer farm tours and and that's what they what they focus on which is awesome. Um, but but you guys have these big operations and then you're also incorporating these tours to really get the public out there because they're really interested in this and uh, and without that how do they how do they find these types of types of experiences if we don't have farms such as yourselves putting this on so it's, it's, pretty it's cool. interesting that you say that because I, I'll it's almost I don't know if I should say it's a it's a negative to Alberta Open Farm Days, but I've seen Alberta Open Farm Days shift away from kind of 
like farm tours with relatable farms that that really uh, symbolize what farming is in Alberta to these farms that offer on-farm uh, sales and on-farm marketing and on-farm uh, shops and stuff. And you can't really well, lots of times find a farm on Alberta Open Farm Days. I, I found when I went through the listings that was like 300 cow, cow-calf feedlot operation or uh, 300 cow dairy farm or 1500 acre grain farm, unless they were selling this, 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 and this. So then it wasn't almost like a farm tour anymore. Then it was kind of like a sales pitch. It, it, to me, it felt, felt like, I don't know if people have replicated that feeling um, uh, and maybe it's still a good enough symbolizer for people who live in the cities, but that's kind of what I felt as a, as a fellow farmer. I, I agree with you, Jake. Like if I, I look at this as an extension of, I, I think we have a bit of an obligation or, or, you know, to our industry to showcase and be there as a, as a, you know, a window into farms, right? And you're, you guys are right. There's a, there's a, a segment of the farming world that makes their living off of, off of, you know, selling direct to the consumer. And, and they're the ones that usually are the open farm days. And it is rare to get a glimpse into a, into the other side of it. And I hope more people, it can be very rewarding. I hope more people take advantage of it because it, it is neat to, to talk to the end consumer on a more regular basis. Yeah. We, we, we couldn't agree more as far as trying to trying to get more farms on like like both of yours, right? You you were both busy, busy operations. And while while Farmsy is, I guess, appealing to, to both of those of those farms, we we've tried to make it easy for for farms like both of you to, to join up and, and to create your listing easily and, and make the whole the whole back end from booking to payment uh, kind of seamless. For, for you to make it easy if you do have people out and, and educate them. So yeah, that's really what we've what we've tried to provide for um, for farms like yours. And I can definitely speak to that. Like I think after we had our initial uh, meeting and tour, Matt and Kareem, I, I, I went home and I was pretty excited about it. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on board um, uh, and uh, and I'm going to do this. And I think I had my listing up, what, up in like 25 minutes after we met. Like it was quick. It was easy. After we met someone before. It was awesome. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't even back uh, back in the yard yet. And I think you messaged saying, what do you think of this, of the listing? Yeah. yeah well, well, you've never met Jake from here. So I guess that, <laughs> that helps. But uh, yeah, no. And, and, and speak like the actual uh, day of the tour. Um, very, very easy to use. Um, I know who's going to come come um they get charged if they come or if they don't um you guys have certain uh, cancellation uh windows for for the uh, consumer or the, the person booking the tour whereas for the farmer it's different like like lance he was a couple minutes late for this meeting well it, it happens because farms farm things happen and so uh producers are able to cancel almost at any time i believe and uh, um yeah for the, the the charge and the payment side like very easy filled in some simple banking information into into my profile um uh, and then once people pay with their credit cards online the money is deposited uh, straight afterwards and and that that whole the whole website works great appreciate the feedback yeah that's what the it's designed to do and you know since alberta open farm days last year we received so much feedback um over to that weekend from farms farms primarily and some consumers as well and uh, so we kind of went to work there after Albert Open Farm Days, well, after harvest for, for us too, because we went from Albert Open Farm Days into our uh, grain harvest, but um, then just went to work kind of starting to implement some of these ideas and, and solutions to make the platform better. And so we're continuing to do that with our, our farms, like listening to what 
that they see as being potential um, opportunities through the platform. Um, and it's, it's tricky, right? When we hear from farms around things that, oh, I think it'd be great to incorporate this little, little thing. We want to do that right away, but um, it, like website development, and especially with a complex marketplace like this, we've learned over the past couple of years that this is a, uh, a big investment in terms of time and, and a financial investment too. So uh, it's been a lot of fun and had some challenges too, but since Alberta Open Farm Days and since the inception, it's certainly come, come a long way and we think it's getting closer uh, to being able to work for all sorts of different farms. Well, my, big, uh, my, my request yesterday of adding the ability to put hyperlinks in, I'm not gonna see that for a little bit. <laughs> Well, uh, we got we did know it, like I said, Lance. But yeah. we're um, you know we have a few things like like that that we're we're in contact with our developer about, and uh, it's just a, a slow and steady progress. We just did this big um, change to the site around uh, time slots, and this change that we needed to be done so that users, when they select their start time, it automatically updated. Um, the the proper end time. We were having a small issue with that before. You guys have, I think, hour-long tours, so you wouldn't have seen that issue. This is more for farms who had multiple time slots throughout the day. And um, so that was a big win for us to get that, that solved. So now the time slots, the availability, and farms being able to select exactly when they're open and for how many people is... Uh, is working, we think perfectly. So that's a big, a big win for us. And you're really like, you're, you're in the hands of your developer because I mean, there are people who could probably do the website themselves and also think of the ideas, but those are far and few in between. It's normally someone has the idea and then they go to a developer and you're really at the mercy of the developers. Um, I know I, when I was, I think 14 or 15, I built my first website for Premier Stereo when we were moving. And so I could all upload all the pictures and uh, so that you know, my family in Holland wouldn't have to get emailed with all the pictures. They would just go to the website that was when like whatsapp didn't exist and you couldn't just fire off 100 pictures in a couple of seconds and i think i spent probably 30 hours with godaddy on the phone <laughs> just to, like they basically taught me how to build a website and they're really only domain support and they helped me develop my entire website so yeah i can definitely attest to it being a slow slow progress so uh, but for the most part i think i think lance has been pretty happy with the the website, how it's worked. I know we've we've both remarked on a couple of things we'd like changed, but they weren't really that significant, I thought. So no kudos to you guys for building a great website. Um, we uh, spoke earlier about like the financial part. Um, and I guess one of the theoretical questions that arises from this, where I think a lot of farmers are facing a hurdle, um, is farmers ask, ask, actually asking for money for tours. And I know like on a personal level, like our farm has probably done hundreds of tours over the years and never asked for a dime and now we're switching uh, gears here so i guess speak speak to why you think that farms should be requesting uh, money uh, on tours there's a couple couple good reasons we believe that it's it's time for for farms to start um start asking for for money first and foremost people are are willing willing to pay for good experiences valuable experiences We've one stat that we tell people after our Alberta Open Farm Days event last year was that when people, so farms last year, there were free listings, but they could also add on uh, like a paid, uh, paid item or, or say food item or something they made on the farm. So they could add on eggs or beef to their listing. 
that people could pay for or uh, an extra value added tour as well, such as a field tour. And so with, with that add-on feature, whenever people paid money, even if it was, if it was $3 for a, a carton of eggs, we didn't have a single cancellation or rebooking from people who paid the, the smallest amount of money. Whereas for our other free listings or, or free bookings in general, there were over a thousand you know, cancellations or most of those were rebooking. So people just said, I, I don't want, can't make this time anymore. I wanna rebook for a different time. Um, and at the time we were actually doing that manually ourselves that is changed now. Uh, and so that was a real eye opener as far as the commitment made by people when even a, a small amount of money was paid. And, and we had this conversation with you earlier, Jake, around uh, your corn you picked last year. People were coming, paying you for, for a product and then thanking you afterwards, like really thanking you for the opportunity to even come. And so people are, are willing and you know, want to pay a local farm for a great experience. That's one thing on the consumer side. And then from the farm, farmer side, and Matt might have more to add to this, but we just think that it's not sustainable if these tours are being uh, continued to be uh, given for free. We all want to educate the public and consumers and uh, it's fun to provide a great experience, but it's not sustainable over the long term if these are, are free tours and farmers just won't be able to continue to do them. You, you guys are, as, as we talked about earlier, very busy farmers. And if you are able to create some value for yourself in, in the process, and, and that's what we're trying to do with Farmsy is, is make it more sustainable on the farming front and, and get more farmers on that way and, and helping to provide some income at the same time. I'll just add one quick thing to that in short, but you think about what, what families will spend or individuals will spend to go to the movies as an example, and they maybe haven't gotten to many over the past year, but that's something that, that people usually do with their families. And you, you could instead maybe spend the same amount of money or half that amount of money and go experience a farm where you have a, a, an individual guided tour and a small group and think of that experience and what you're learning and getting to see versus going to the movies. Just think it's so much more valuable. It's such a better experience. And, uh, and people are looking for, for this stuff to do. They just don't know where to find it. And now we're trying to offer them that place to find it. This is where you can connect with the farm and have a great experience. It's, it's just a complete change of mindset for the farm to think that we have something cool to show and people will think it's cool. And and so you go to the movies for an hour of cheap entertainment and spend not 20 bucks, but probably 50, 60 bucks by the time you got your popcorn and some of my <laughs> butter on it. So the, the prices go up, right? Um, uh, but if you thought, think about it, like I'd, I'd go look at any business. Now I'm a business person, but I'd go look at any business in cameras for 20 bucks and get a full tour of their operation and get to ask them any sort of unsolicited questions. Right, like that—that's a great opportunity, and I think that farmers start to need start to need need to start thinking about it that way, um, uh, because a lot of people just think it's the coolest thing. Like the first people I had on my tour, uh, I was a as a school teacher in Camrose, and uh, and his two daughters uh, came along, and uh, he said, "I can't believe you charged me so little for this." <laughs> I was like, "Well, I don't need to tell me twice," but. Uh, yeah, it was it was an eye opener. It's like really you like I was scared to ask for money through the website, and and he said I can't believe you charged me so little. So I mean, that was uh, 
that was definitely uh, definitely a good a good learning experience for me. I wonder if they they feel in that connection that they you know they don't know anybody that's a farmer, mm-hmm. and now they can when they're talking in conversations. I mean, you know, you, you talk to your friends and oh, you see that movie? Well, you know, whatever you spend sixty bucks like we just said on the movie, but they talk to their friends about this experience they had at the farm. They talk about how they now they know this farmer, and they. Yeah, that adds a lot different element than just uh, spending money in a movie, I think. And I do think we sell ourselves short. You know, we have our circle. We talk farming with other farmers. All our friends are farmers for the most part. Like, you know, what I'm doing today, a lot of my friends did today too, right? So it doesn't seem unique, but it actually is quite unique. And, you know, I found that even just with social media, just pictures and videos, it's a unique thing for a lot of people to get a window into your life. When, when Matt and I were in school, we got asked all the time for if people could come visit the farm, right? And you hear that a lot from people in, in the city. They've, they've never been to a farm in general. And that was part of our, part of our research and what got us to, to come to this idea in the first place too, was so many people have never experienced a farm and there, there is such great value in it. And people also, we, Matt and I have chatted about the kind of the perceived value of money too, when there is a price tag put on something, there is an automatic, uh, I guess, response that in, in people's minds that there, there's some, some better value there. And we, we feel like that's the problem with, with free, uh, free listings or, or free tours is that people think it's not that valuable then. Whereas if they even pay say that, that $10 or $20 or um, whatever it might be, there is that automatic uh, perception that they're, they're getting something for this. And then they're locked in and then the farmer can know that they're going to show up too uh, for, for that tour. We're, we're talking about the benefits for, for the urban person booking the tour. There's benefits for the farm too. Like any interaction I have, you know, we, we do have an off, you know, we do sell beef to, to urban consumers. And that that is so rewarding. You know, having people talking to talking to the end customer, whether it's directly consuming your product or just the end customer in general, because they go to grocery stores and they buy dairy products, they buy beef, they buy bread, right? It's yeah. it's very rewarding. They they actually have quite a deep respect for farming and they're a bit in awe of it. And it it actually makes you feel feel pretty good. We we think we're providing a tour and an interesting outlet for them, but I, you know, we we get a lot out of it too, I find. Mm-hmm. For sure, and you and that's why partly why you guys are, are doing this. To you, you guys like connecting with these people who want to come out, and um, you both have. I know Lance, you talked about some longtime customers who come and purchase your beef, and now they they're excited to see what your farm is about and experience it at that next level. And uh, and that doesn't happen unless you guys are interested in sharing that with them. So that's yeah. what it starts. And it's our responsibility as an industry. I don't think I think. A lot of farms will be okay to let me and Lance do this type of work, but I think at the same same token, it's it's everyone's role, and, and it's and it can it could look different for every farm, even just starting your own social media and posting some of your pictures, or to go as far as actually hosting farm tours. It's maybe the ultimate step, but uh, I think everyone shares some sort of responsibility in sharing their story or sharing their experience with the consumer because. Um, uh, you're joking yourself if, if you think that just by shipping your beef cow or shipping a liter of milk that you're guaranteed an income. The final 
customer is that person living in in the in the city um uh, buying your product at the grocery store and, and we can't ever forget that so I, I have a bit of a pet peeve with um a meme that goes around a lot thank a farmer i i actually have a real problem with the thank a farmer memes in in pictures because yeah i farm but i love to farm and i wouldn't be able to be farming if people weren't buying our product and I do think it's a responsibility we should take a little more seriously to, to connect with the consumer because we, we do get to do what we love. For the most part, every farmer is doing it because they are passionate about it and love it, with very few exceptions. So I feel that I owe my ability to be a farmer to the consumer, and, and this is a way we can give back a little bit, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we could all say it's one of the best lifestyles out there. And, and I think we, we all know the, the negative uh, I guess spotlight that, that has been put on farmers in the last number of years through, through social media even, or through um, I guess the news in some ways. And a lot of that stuff is just, is just misperceptions, right? Misinformation. And I think, you know, farmers like us, it, like you said, we owe it to, to the industry and to ourselves to try to fight that misinformation. And there's no better way to do that than have someone on your farm uh, showing them the way you are growing their food, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and having a conversation with them. And that's what we think that farms you can provide too, is a way for farmers to have people out, show them what they're doing, and and have that whole education piece. You know, there, it can be fun, but also really, really uh, educational at the same time. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Um, uh, we'll shift gears here. I got a line of questions for you guys. Um, uh, so, you're, you're at the stage now where you're past the Alberta Open Farm Days and, and you're probably going to be working with them in some facility in the next, uh, this coming up August, hopefully with no COVID, but even with, with COVID, you're, you'll probably be still offering some sort of booking service on that day. Um, so me and Lance approached uh, you guys. And I think I found you through our CRE connection and, and we're basically neighbors. If you dis discount the, the lake, <laughs> then we're basically neighbors. Um, uh, but so are, are you guys actively pursuing other farms or are you in a in a wait and see stage where where farms are coming to you? How are you doing some of your uh, farm acquisitions right now? Because because you need farms to you basically need people to sign up uh, in order to generate revenue, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what we are focused on right now, Jake, is that, that farm recruitment. You know, through Alberta Open Farm Days, we, um, through the, there was over 2,200, no, sorry, there was over 9,500 bookings and we had 2,300 users. So we got a lot of users and traction through that weekend, but now we're trying to convert some of those farms to uh, really understanding the potential in this platform for them to be a, uh, another uh, marketing avenue and sales channel for them, whether they have a website um, or not and that they can create that listing and, and offer their services and products on a year-round basis. So we are looking at, um, we've had, you, you know, with the weather changing and agritourism now becoming more of a, a forefront for people and they're thinking more about it, we're getting a lot more inquiries about it. We've had a number of farms sign up recently and, and, and a number of inquiries, which is, which is really exciting. Um, so we wanna focus on getting our farms up and running and, and up to speed. And then we want to really look at now get going full speed ahead with um, getting consumers to the, to the site and really having them know about the great farms who are on the platform. 
I saw, I saw after I signed up, I see you signed my uncle up, actually. He, uh, <laughs> I went and looked there and I see I'm, I'm third down the list now because I see he signed up. And then I see another farm that I know, I know follows me on social media. I can't maybe take credit for pushing them to you, but I, maybe I will, I'm not sure. So I see you got two more farms since I signed up and that's, that's great. Yeah, we love your uncle's listing. We, it's just such a cool, a different idea. And we think that's what farms you can provide too. He, he has the, the tour of the farm and then also the, the hike to his, um, his cabin on the coulee, which is- Yeah, cabin, cabin on the coulee farm there or cabin on the, I think it's cabin on the coulee. I read that yeah. one, it looks super Ranch. cool. Yeah, so that's actually my uncle. He lives a little further east of me and yeah, he's got some of the Alberta Badlands um, in his backyard on his farm and he runs cattle on them and you can book a night stay at the cabin that is in the coulee and yeah, it's a pretty, a pretty neat operation. That's cool. He's got some great pictures on that that site. You can tell he's. Uh, I think he has the cabin actually listed on Airbnb to, to yeah. stay. Yeah, um, I think I think it. Yeah, he does. I think it stays fairly fairly steady. People going through the cabin. I think it's pretty pretty neat operation. One thing we really liked about that listing too, and uh, tougher during COVID, but I'm sure he's finding a way around it right now. Is that is that barbecue he's offering the guests at, at the end, and we just feel like if if a farm can, a farmer sits down and has a meal, especially if they can provide the food for the, for the, the guest as well, that can really uh, obviously attract people, um, increase sales for such as, such as you Lance with your, um, with your on-farm sales. And, and we just think it's a, it's a really neat idea that he has kind of a barbecue to finish off his, his tour as well. Yeah, you bet. So now you gotta get your camping spot ready, Lance. You gotta fire up the barbecue, <laughs> then you can yeah. do your tours. <laughs> you the, the, the first comment when I <laughs> when I shared that we're on on Farmsy, the first comment on my post was, "Do you offer camping?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, easy guys. I'm just getting out of my comfort zone, allowing tours. Let's not uh, push me too far here. But, <laughs> yeah. Was that person a local person then who wanted to camp or is it more of a travel restriction maybe from someone traveling from Calgary or something? Uh, no, I think it was, I think it was actually a person from Edmonton or somewhere. It was Edmonton or Calgary. And I think, yeah, they just, I think that's their jam. They just like to do short camping trips and I can see how that would be. I mean, it would be neat. You got to, you got to be able to get out of the city. And, and I think, especially with COVID right now, I, I think it's very difficult to book camping spots. I think they're, they're book solid. And yeah. uh, I would think this year, if I did offer camping, I would expect it would be quite popular. Well, and the border yeah, to BC is going to be closed. So you're going to have a lot less people crossing the border too. That's going to be a problem too, because the majority of campers go into BC. So, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say just on the camping front, and that's some something that we're looking at developing in the future possibly is that whole stay aspect and having that as an add-on to what, what you're doing. Um, for now, we're really trying to focus on the, the tours, the events, and the food experiences just because um, that's where we're seeing some, some traction and, and development-wise development on the website too. Um, that's kind of what we're built for right now. Um, we, so, were, we were hands full with, with that right <laughs> now. So. Oh yeah. 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 No, I, I can respect that. It's uh, it's, you can't bite off everything at once. You gotta, you gotta build to something. I mean, that's even the way we are. I mean, maybe one day I will offer camping. If you guys bring that to your platform, maybe I'll, maybe I will. I got a nice little spot by a, 
a bit of a lake. You never know what I might do. But. You can see the hamster turning <laughs> Lance's head already. I can just see it from yeah. here. <laughs> but it's, it, it would just be the, from the farm, you know, I, from the, I don't know, from the farmer aspect, waking up in the morning and having somebody waking up in your yard with you in the morning. I think I'd want to have the camping spot a ways away from them. And they probably want it too. I think you'd want to have some pretty good separation, but I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to think about that a bit. For sure. And, and, you know, just to, to speak to that a little bit, you know, given your guys' operations, because you're so busy in the operation, right now you're offering tours, whether it's once every two weeks, maybe once a month. But a lot of the farms who will be listing with FarmZ are going to have weekly listings. So they're going to be open Monday to Friday, as an example, during specific time slots. And they might have uh, tours during some of those time slots. And then they might have add-on products that they're adding to their listings that people can buy ahead of coming to the farm. And, and some of them might offer tours and then they just might offer those products at their on-farm store. Um, so farms are gonna be using this in very different ways uh, to really suit what, what they need it to do, whether it's to, to educate or to add additional income and be a, a good income source for, for their agritourism business. Well, that's why I asked you about the, the hyperlink there last, I guess it was yesterday or the day before. You yeah. know, if people are coming to my farm anyways, my, my bottleneck in getting my product to consumers is delivery. I can sell it, but it's hard to deliver. So if I started, you know, it takes time to deliver, right? If I started having people come for a tour and you want to pick up your beef while you're there, I'd love to put a link in the listing saying, here's a discount. If you buy your beef and you pick it up, then I don't have to incur delivery charges. Those kind of things, those kind of things, I think, are the evolution of it for sure. Can you just put a discount code in your in your profile? Well, that's a good idea, Jake. Five <laughs> percent royalty. All my. I wanted a hyperlink, but yes, I could probably do a discount code. You just call it Farms uh, Farmsy or Nielsen yeah, put, Farmsy twenty twenty one. Type in Farmsy and then pick up your beef, and you get a you get the cost of delivery taken off for sure. We do like what you're doing right now with that Lance offering the, the $20 off the, the beef purchase. If you come on the tour, I think that's on your listing right now. And uh, one, one thing we're trying to expand more along this topic is, is the add-on feature. So say if you were wanting to put some, some of those products in, in the add-ons there, we're, we're trying to look into getting pictures on there as well and um, making that more appealing for farms to, to list that, that stuff there as well. Um, so it's just a couple of ideas we're looking into in the future too. So they could buy those products as they're checking out kind of thing um, along with their tour. That's, that's the idea behind the, the add-on. So the farms can offer products and their, their tours or events as well. Well, when Jake first told me he signed up with you, I, the first thing out of my mouth was exit through the gift shop. It's like, Jake, you got to build a <laughs> gift shop. And that's where the tour ends, just like Disneyland. And they exit, they exit through the gift shop. And we're currently exploring those options. <laughs> I know, Jake, you talked about a few few ideas that you have uh, as far as at the end of your tours, right? And some, some merchandise even, right? We have a, I have a million ideas, but I don't know if they're all good. <laughs> but I think, it'd be, I think it'd be cool. I don't think, that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if you give a good tour and you, you, you identify, they identify with you as, uh, as something they really enjoyed, why wouldn't they? I mean, kids, you know, if they have younger kids with them and they just saw some great cows or, you know, what, whatever it is that you have. And I think, 
I think it's a great idea and it allows people to have a memory of probably what was a, a very good time and they can think about it and, and talk about it with their kids for the next month. I think it'd be great. Hey, if that theory didn't work, you wouldn't see gift shops everywhere you went, right? I mean, so the, the theory in them, you guys, you guys are talking about how much market research you've done. Well, the market research is there on gift shops. So um, I almost summed up the courage to ask my last tour if they had been so inclined to go through a gift shop if they would purchase anything, but I, I chickened out and asking it and, and just thanked them for coming <laughs> and sent them on their way. But I was trying to do my own markets research, maybe a little bit. <laughs> there is one farm who has put their, their merchandise on their, their listing, uh, Pigtopia, on there. They're located near Millet and actually a, uh, we just have their, their um, an event coming up for them in May and working with them to get all of their uh, weekly tours on online as well with us because she, she was booked solid last year during COVID and we yeah reached out to her to, to offer her the uh, the booking platform uh, for to help her with with all of those headaches she was having with taking phone calls and uh, the numerous emails so we're looking forward to getting her uh, her weekly listings on board as well but her uh, merchandise on there was was pretty cool to see as well. Yeah, she has a number of items, and uh, I think they were pretty good sale items last year for her. Uh, so we'll we'll see how it how it yeah. goes. It's exciting. So she's at Millet, so she's obviously pretty pretty close to Edmonton, a big population center, Leduc there. Yeah. Do you see, you know, Jake? He's he's nice and close to Camrose, which is not a huge center, but it's definitely bigger. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I'm not near any sort of population center. I mean, maybe that's why someone asked me if they could camp at my place. I don't know, but I, I it'll be interesting to see. You know, I get that Pictopia at, at, at Millet. I'm sure that's a that's just a nice little afternoon drive for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you know, well, Lance, you have such a big following <laughs> uh, on your on your social media because of the videos and and things that you're doing and showing the the general public. It's interesting, like with Alberta Open Farm Days, how, how far people will travel to, to experience these, these different farms. And because every farm is so different, uh, that's where when, uh, during Alberta Open Farm Days, families will go to four or five farms if they can, because they want to see what each of these farms are about because they are so different. So I, I think we'd be lying to say that um, a farm closer to the city isn't at somewhat of an advantage. Uh, but I think there still is real opportunity for farms in all locations if they offer a unique experience and something that people find valuable and, and, and exciting and different from what their everyday uh, routines and, and their everyday uh, activities are. Yeah, we've been trying to, and we're just one thing to add to that, we've, we've been trying to tell farms to, to tell the neighbors, as you did, Lance, you, know, you told your uncle and you have him on, on board there now as well. So we think the, the cluster approach is going to be really big for um, outlying areas such as yours out there. If, if there can be a number of farms within an area offering experiences where uh, a family could go book, uh, you know, see one or two, you know, two or three farms in a, in a day, it would just help every farm. And we don't think that's a, a competition thing right now. We think that, that would just help every farm to get more bookings if there were neighboring farms in the area offering experiences there. Yeah, I, I think it would for sure. Um, you know, again, we talked about at the beginning or earlier, you know, there's kind of two types of farms. There's people like Pictopia that do that. 
it sounds like they do tours all the time and that's a core part of their business. Then there's farms like Jake and I, where this is, you know, we, we feel like we want to give back. So, you know, the competition part, I, yeah, I would love it if all my neighbors did this. And I think more, more should, if I was trying to make this, you know, if I relied on the income from tours to make my living, probably I still would, I'd imagine I'd probably still want more people to, to, to be around me to do it, but I certainly have no, no worry of competition. I, I hope all my neighbors sign up. Yeah. Thanks for there. Yeah. That's what, uh, that's, that's, and you know, the, the more clusters we can get like that, just the more people are going to know about it and know where to find these farms and the community just grows that way. So, um, that, that's an exciting thing around the growth of agritourism for sure. In 10 years, Lance is going to be offering tours for 25 cents and I'll be doing it for 10 cents just to beat him. Because yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be so competitive. We'll be we'll be working for free again, Lance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, uh, I guess one of the other questions I had, like, I know you guys are two young, busy guys, and you're running the farm there. And uh, have you had a chance to visit most of the farms that that have signed up as hosts now? Um, uh, and, and enjoyed some of the experiences that come through your website. We we have not yet, and we really want to. It's you know coming out to see your dairy farm, Jake. Here, here we are a couple of uh, former beef cattle farmers, grain farmers, and the amount that, that we even learned on your, on your tour um, is, it was awesome. It was a, a real experience, even for us being farmers. So someone coming from the city, seeing a tour like that would be, would be really eye-opening when, when we enjoyed it so much, we feel like. So we, we have been in, in chats with people, uh, the other farms to, to go visit them. We really want to try to keep visiting them all and um, creating that relationship and, and seeing what they have to offer and learning from them what they want need to see on the platform. And we're, uh, yeah, have just been been busy getting the, the website up to where it needs to be for this upcoming season here. We've had a lot of calls with a, a ton of farms and and I, I guess it's no excuse not to get out to more farms. And, you know, after we get the crop in, I hope that we can get, get out to a few more. And it'd be kind of fun to come out and see yours, plants too. Maybe if you have a tour, uh, we'll have to book it here after we get the crop in. Sure. Sounds good. Jake, Jake's actually my, uh, kind of my, my famous friend. Everybody knows the Vermeer dairy, especially because they have plastic <laughs> covering their cornfields all the time. So you're able to reference that. And I do think like I, a tour like Vermeer dairy, I think might almost be more interesting for, for farmers, like especially beef and, and grain, because that that's, that's an amazing operation and you know I, i'm sure it'd be incredibly interesting for city people as well but i just you know the i was just in awe the first time i went through it and i would encourage anybody whether you're a farmer or you're living in the city that's a good tour to go on you'll you'll very much enjoy it well thank you very much guys i appreciate the the comments there um uh... We're actually really excited for the summer again with our UPIC, um, and I think we're going to fully incorporate Farmsy into it. We were really scared about doing tours last year because we'd never done a UPIC. We didn't know how many people were going to show up, and that I guess that speaks to the bookings. Um, uh, I don't know if we'll run the UPIC side through the Farmsy um, uh, with, with bookings and stuff. It really works good with just people being able to show up whenever they want, and it's really not that much stress on us. But I think that throughout the day, while we have the UPIC on, like especially on a Saturday, and maybe on a weeknight, we incorporated tours. So, hey, you come a half hour early, 
you do your you pick and then you follow me to the bar and I give you a tour. Um, I think that's probably how I'm going to incorporate it together with some some other ideas that we're, we're playing around with. But uh, I'm going to do a special announcement, uh, I think probably early next week when we start seeding. But for anyone that's listening, I guess they got a preview, but we're going to be seeding sunflowers. Um, uh, got 200,000 sun, sunflower seeds, so it should be enough for five acres. We don't know if we're going to seed that many because that is a ton of sunflowers. But uh, so we're going to see sweet corn, sunflowers, and pumpkins this year, uh, all available as a you pick. Um, the sunflowers are really there for decoration, um, but anyone that wants to pick sunflowers later in the season for bird seed are more than welcome. But uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. We're going to have some 500 some pumpkin plants out there so people can come out and pick their own pumpkins. And then, of course, we'll have our 50,000 sweet corn plants out there for for you pick again. And, and hopefully we'll do uh, do more sales and have more people come out to the farm and, and use the FarmZ platform. Love to hear that. That's uh, th that's exciting. You know, I, the the tours could be a great way to complement your U pick. And uh, Lance, you had mentioned that. Are you doing a U pick this fall too? Or yeah, I'm just gonna ride. I'm just gonna ride Jake's coattails on a lot of this stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're 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 gonna plant some sweet corn and actually some sunflowers and maybe even some peas. It sounds like and and stuff and. We kind of got a little area that's pretty close or, you know we got a long driveway and we can see these things going down our, our driveway to the main farm and yeah i think it'll turn out pretty good so long as jake's in a much more uh, higher moisture growing area with deeper topsoil so i have a few more challenges with with soil quality and rain so hopefully my UPEC turns out as good yeah, it's it's a fun thing to do um uh, it was rewarding for us i mean it's Again, it's not it's not a huge moneymaker. The pharmacy is not going to be a huge moneymaker if you put it into perspective of the operation that we run. Um, I wish we could make that much money on, on pharmacy because it'd be a lot less work. But uh, it's the same with the the, the U pick. Um, uh, it was it was really not a whole lot of work, but it was super uh, satisfying with the community. Like a lot of people like like thanked us and they bought corn from us. Like we were selling it for. I mean, a, a decent price, 75 cents a cob. That's kind of supermarket price for corn. And it was a good product. It was very tasty, um, which we were very uh, happy about. Um, first time ever growing sweet corn. My, my dad had never eaten sweet corn until we grew it ourselves because in the Netherlands, cow, or corn is for cows. And at least that's what he was learned or taught growing up. So he had never even had sweet corn in his entire life until we grew it ourselves. But uh, yeah, we had neighbors come up to us and just thank us for having it. And I mean, again, it was during COVID, so that did heighten the experience a little bit. Um, uh, but uh, it's just a super sweet community event that we can put on that brings people in towards our bubble. And then hopefully they stay for the ride, like on social media, they give us a like or a follow. Um, and they can experience this the rest of the year, but it was just super satisfying to have people come in and, and want to pick corn and it's just a really fun experience that I don't think it's really done being done before. It's really exciting. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that, uh, really showcases what you're about and helps people really value what you're doing there because they, and they, they, they see that there's value in what they're doing. And another reason why they are willing to pay farms to come out and, and have these types of experiences. So we really appreciate you guys being on tonight. That's, uh, that's just been a, uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be an extremely important growing sector for a lot of, for a lot of farms to look at. And we appreciate you guys have made a platform that's a lot easier to manage and navigate for, for farms like us to, to use. So how, how do we, how do we find you? So, 
as we've talked about uh, lots throughout the uh, the show here, just jump on over to www.farmz.ca. That's F-A-R-M-Z-Y is where you can can find uh, great tours like like Nielsen's Deep Tour and uh, Vermeer's Dairy. And so that's uh, that's the main way to to go and check us out. And if you have any any questions or if you're a farm that's looking to um, looking into seeing if this is the right fit for you. You can email us at uh, info at farmsy.ca. And we also have our, our Instagram, which is at uh, farmsy.ca. So those are the, the three best ways to, to get a hold of us. And, and like Matt was saying earlier, we've had a lot of uh, phone chats with, with farmers out there. And we want to go visit more here after the seeding season, but um, get, get in touch with us in, on any of those platforms. And we'd love to have a phone conversation to see if it's a fit for you and your farm. All right, so we, uh, we're going to do our What to Farm uh, segment now, um, uh, and we're pleased that Matt and Graham have, uh, have decided to, uh, to do it with us this week, which is super exciting. Um, so Lance, we'll start with you. What was your What to Farm moment of the week? The What to Farm is, is a positive this week. Uh, we just finished this morning actually doing, uh, we implanted about 60 embryos yesterday and today, and we had actually a really good flush uh, for a customer on a on a cow, I think we ended up getting about 14 uh, viable embryos off that flush. And we, we implanted uh, nine of them and froze five of them and then implanted another, uh, just another 50 some for, for other frozen ones for other people. And so that was, that was pretty cool. That's a new, a new uh, side of the farm for us, a new, a new revenue stream. And we're pretty excited about it. So I'm happy it went so well. That's awesome. Those are some really good results. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you guys, uh, Matt and Graham? So uh, I'll start here on a positive front for what the farm and uh, that's that over the past two weeks, actually, we have taken out. Um, well, that was a that was a process over the last number of months, but we've taken out a number of trees um, against the road in our main farmyard. And a, a lot of it was dead debris and a lot of dead trees in that area that just have, has been needed to be taken out for years. And uh, we've got it all cleared. And now we're in the process of um, kind of uh, making that area, rejuvenating it, making it nice again, adding, adding dirt, harrowing it, planting grass seed, and we're going to plant some new trees and put a fence in that area. So um, and we've been working on that pretty solidly the last week. So that's exciting. Awesome. Cool. Really good. We think, we think uh, dad sees it as a, as a negative uh, a lot of times, but it's coming around to the positive as well. But <laughs> no, we should give him some credit. It, uh, it was, you know, he's been, he's been behind it the whole way. So good, good yeah. for him. Those projects are, those projects are awesome. Actually, they seem like a lot of work at the time, but then you're done there. They're pretty great. Big time. And I could uh, jump in with um, all this all this positive stuff around here. Gonna throw a negative in here, and I could guess I could just talk about the negative of a of a big price tag. We just paid for all new uh, computers and GPS equipment being thrown into into a number of machines. So we've been holding on to some old old uh, technology for for far too long, and uh, bit the bullet this year. So it's going to be a good thing in the long run. Uh, we're, we're young farmers so that. That is, uh, it's fun to have the new technology, but paying, uh, paying the bill on that, uh, these new um, GPS monitors and um, it is, is crazy to see the price tag on, on some of this stuff and where it's gone. So you went with the Deerstar or, or which, which uh, GPS unit did you go with? Yeah, yeah, we are uh, 
pretty much all green on our our farm so it's it's deer star you bet that's uh, yeah you went to rtk or which version of gps did you go with yeah th these new ones have have rtk which right. is uh, gonna be gonna be nice for sure and those are we have that one on our corn seeder as well because we you can't overlap at all with the with the plastic as you rip it right so i think that yeah. one you can actually come back like six months later and still be within two inches of where you're supposed to be like yes pretty they're good. pretty cool pretty exciting no that's awesome um, so I guess we'll be able to expect some straight lines when we take the highway 21 up towards Edmonton. That's right. <laughs> or we're coming down 611 too. There'll be some nice straight lines too. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. Well, I'll, uh, I'll finish it with another positive. Um, I, I have a hard time going negative with it being 20 degrees out today on April 21st. We are seeding already. So that's super exciting. We got our first quarter of corn in um, uh, Pioneer 7527. So it's like a 2400-8 unit variety hit the ground today. So we're super excited about that. And we got our uh, sweet corn you pick fertilized today. I flagged down my local septic truck on the gravel road and got them to backhaul some lagoon water onto my you pick. So that worked out really good. It was a little bit non-conventional thinking to get that done. But uh, we got it all plowed with, uh, with my Opus plow last week. And now we got some uh, liquid manure on there, fertilizer. We pro-tilled it, so it's all ready to go for our uh, for our seeding this week. So that's super exciting. That awesome. is. That was a good. That was a good social media post about your Opus plow too. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I uh, actually had to edit it. I forgot. Like that. That's me. I, I'm not always the most like person personal touch to my posts. I have to like actively think to do that, and I actually had to like go back and edit it. Be like, wait a second, this is my Opus plow. Why didn't I put that in there? <laughs> And then all my comments were about the plow. So it was a good move. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, no, I appreciate you guys being on tonight. That's been awesome. Um, uh, we really enjoyed talking with you. And, yeah, I think this is one of our uh, our best episodes. So I uh, appreciate that. And uh, we'll try and get the word out. And hopefully you guys can do the same. And hopefully a lot of people listen to this. Yeah, I really appreciate all the all the support, guys, on, on the podcast tonight. And we're looking forward to, um, yeah, getting more farms on and, and seeing your uh, tours blow up right away here hey this this spring and sun's right so as well as your podcast grow that's right yeah exciting to be really, really to be fun. on it and what the first guests i believe right yeah yeah yes. very first guests you bet no we're pretty really happy you joined us pretty special yeah. so thanks for having yeah. us fun being on here tonight guys yeah thanks. thank you